0: Choose songs I try to make it relevant to not only the people that I sing to, but to myself. There are a lot of songs that I cannot sing because I cannot I never experienced that. But I've learned that some of you perhaps have experienced a song that I cannot sing, and on occasion I will sing those songs. My son sings a song entitled, I Was Raised on Loving Jesus. I wasn't. Not until a little later in life. But some of you need to hear that song because you were raised on loving Jesus. And so if I get a little emotional, it's because I'm relating to the song. And it's touching me. Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to preach a little bit or teach a little bit, and it's good to see my dear friend that was here about the Sunday school we met in Muncie, Indiana, last September or October, whenever it was. And then, of course, your pastor and his wife were there. I thought she was his daughter at first, but he corrected me. <laughs> I still think she is. Huh? Creation is not, the first two chapters are not written chronologically. Chapter one tells us what he did, and chapter two tells us how he did it, and what he did as well. Uh, Usually, Father's Day is really hard to bring a message because fathers are so different. Each father is different and they raise their family and they rule the home, perhaps rule may be a little strong, but they lead and guide in the home differently. Each one of you does it differently. You're not the same. Now, wives and women are different. They have a, they have a standard of a procedure and they don't deviate much from it. So it's easy to teach a Mother's Day. But you fathers, each one of you are different. You're good men, you're great men. But you don't do it quite like I do it, and I don't do it quite like you do it. And so, happy Father's Day, that's my message to you. Now, I'm going to go somewhere else. (laughs) I'll try to bring it in. But a great man once said, don't waste time, it's what life is made of. As great as Mr. Carbo, Brother Carbo is, he wasted a lot of time. He was a great man. He did something nobody had ever done before. But that seems to be the, pity, the pinnacle of, from then on, anything, everything would seem blase. I'm thinking. That may be his thinking. And he went the direction that he went. God got a hold of him change his life and turned it around and he's doing a great great work now with young people but there's wasted time young people don't waste time it's what your life is made of sitting in these seats brother shot are your next deacons your next preacher boys wives of preachers sunday school superintendents sunday school teachers are here don't let them go If you see him start moving, you attach yourself to him like stink on a dog. Don't let him go. Because, as I said, when they reach 13, things start to happen. And when they get 17, they know everything. And the preacher and their dad is the dumbest man they ever met until they reach 21. And somehow, over those four years, he learned so much because he was a great man a great father. So don't waste time. Man was not only created in God's spiritual image, but he was also made in God's physical image. Now, I'm an animal lover. I think they taste great. I'm not a vegetarian, so what's the alternative? (laughs) My stepdaughter is a vegetarian. I don't tease her but once, and and I, I learned my lesson there. Because her her husband is a fifth-degree black belt in jiu-jitsu. And I'm very cordial and humble when I'm around. And so in Genesis chapter 1, we see the creation story here. All the way down to verse 26 and verse uh, 25 said, And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, even those tarantula spiders. I was working under a car in a garage in Monahan, Texas, 1970, and I was having a good time until this black tarantula came in the door. I levitated right out from underneath that car, and I do not like spiders, but God has given us dominion. over them, I killed it. <laughs> well, I shouldn't have done that, I guess. And so God said in verse 26, then, after God said that it was good, all that He had created, it was good. And then God said something, and I'm not sh- and he's talking to somebody. And God said, "Let us make man." Man, Ish. Woman is Isha. Let us make man. How are we going to make? Who's he talking to? He's talking to the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so the three were involved, although they're one, in making man. How are we going to make him? We're going to make him in our image. There's a there's a uh, a YouTube thing that I saw of this man's daughter who was getting married, and the the preacher asked, "Is anyone here who wants to stop this?" You know how they do, and he says, Wait minute, i ha- I have something to say." And he walked down and he began to talk to the young man who's going to be his son-in-law and he said I want to I want to share some things with you when she was born i asked the lord to make her just like her mother kind and merciful beautiful and all that goes with it and he did and then i said lord i i think i'll change my mind i think i i think i want you to make her like me rough and tough and chew tobacco and do all those things and he did and then i changed my mind he said i want i want you to make her just like you and he did and if you mess around on her me and god are coming after you you know what's going to happen He's going to cherish that woman. See? But God made man first. And then, verse 28, now it shows that he made them male and female, but we haven't gotten over there yet. And so, verse 27, God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he, him, male and female, created he, them. Verse 28, and God blessed them, and God gave them some instructions. He said, be fruitful, and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish, so he made a man to be a fisherman isn't that great <laughs> and then over the fowl now he's a bird hunter, got a shotgun over and under man, got it, and over every living thing that moveth or creepeth upon the earth, and then verse 29 goes on, and then in verse 31, after he made man and woman, and especially after he made the woman, he said it was very good. When we are, when we men, how should I say, we have never grown up. I've never grown up. I'm still a kid. My wife is a nurse practitioner, uh, until she had to resign 39 years as a nurse practitioner in pediatrics. That's why she married me. So I have a children's nurse in my home. We don't know everything. We have a different slant on things, but when women are born, they know everything. And they have slants on things that we don't have. And so, you know, we're just kind of a half a person, but we put another person together. We're a circle. So women are very important. And so when God made male and female and put them together in a wedding, he gave the bride away in a wedding. uh, We became complete. Man became complete. Before that, he was not complete. He saw the animals, he named the animals and, and all, all that, but there was something missing. It was male and female and, and something was missing in his life. And God said, I know what it is, but if you just hang on for a minute, if, you start, if you're start, you all through naming these animals, I'll show you what I'm going to do. And you're going to be so surprised. And so God made everything, created everything, and it was all mature. I mean that he didn't have to plant a seed and wait 50, 60 years for a tree to grow. It was already there. The earth was a beautiful place. A lush place. Because where do we get our coal? From plants. Where do we get our oil? From dead dinosaurs, (laughs) see? So everything was created. Beautiful, and we were given dominion, but there was something missing. He only made two humans, and now he's only got one. So he made another one. So there were only two humans, Adam and Eve, came into being. Not Adam and Steve. It was Adam and Eve. And so when it got all that done, verse 31 said, and God beheld and said it was very good. Now, we go to the rest of the story in verse 8 of chapter 2. And the Lord God, even though the earth was a beautiful place, God said, I have something special here. So therefore, I'm going to put them in a special place. And if they'll do what I command them to do, it'll expand. And you think the earth is beautiful. Now, wait till you see if they do what, I have to, what it's going to look like then. Now, I've seen the earth on TV and in movies from outer space. And it is a beautiful planet. As you look at the others, there's no comparison." And so uh, verse 8, so God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man, now the woman is not here yet, whom he had formed, and out of the ground the Lord caused all these things to grow. And so verse 15, and the Lord God then took the man, put him in the, into the garden of Eden to what? To dress it. Life is not complicated. Life's not complicated. We don't need the four things. We need something to do. Men, you're the head of the house. You're the savior of the body of your family and of your wife. But you need something to do. I have retired four times. (laughs) I sit for two days and I'm a a wreck. I got to do something. I've been singing for 41 years and pastoring for 22 of those years, helping little churches, but just can't sit still. Now my wife is not able to travel, so I work part-time for Kroger's in the meat department. By trade, I'm a meat cutter. I try butchering, but I'm I'm no butcher. I'm a meat cutter. And so that's where I'm working now, and I go out and sing as much as I can. And so he was put into a garden because, number one, man needs something to do. He needed to care for the garden. So he pruned it. He cultivated it. And that's what we do with our family. We have a beautiful wife. We have our children. And so we together we prune them. And we cultivate them. If there's any weeds in their, in their life, we pull them out. But here there were no weeds. No weeds in the Garden of Eden. In, he enjoyed the fruits of it. Except one. He was given charge as we read a little further, he said, Now, in the garden, as all of these beautiful fruit trees, there are two special trees. One of them is the tree of life, and the other one is mine. Don't eat from it. Uh, I think it's Ecclesiastes or uh, Proverbs, says, Drink water out of your own well. Drink water out of your own well. You know what that means? You pay attention all the time to your wife. Wife, you pay attention all the time to your husband. If he has a wandering eye, blacken it. It'll, it'll, the swelling will go down eventually. And so, wives, you're your husband's protectors. Who does all the hunting and the lion and... Tiger world—it's the female. The male just kind of sits around and then he'll eat, but it's the female that does the work. Well, we won't go there. And so he said, "You have to have something to do. Care for the animals. You can work now without sweat. It's not—you know—it's not hot. You can work without cramps. I had a cramp this morning, woke me up. Without pain, there's no pain. I have uh, rice crispy disease. I get up in the morning, I start snap, crackling, popping. And so I have to watch that. So you care for the animals, you name them. Now I don't know whether they named them names or they named them what they were. You're a cow, you're a horse. Now I was raised in a dairy, a small dairy in a farm in Nebraska. Grew up there and we had names for every one of our animals except the pigs. We never named the pigs or the chickens, I don't know why. But it was the cattle that we named, the cows and the horses. They all had names. And so he's naming them. And I think he probably named a few of them over there. And he was to watch over them. So man needs something to do. Young men, before you get married, (laughs) buy a house. Buy a house. Have a nice car. Have nice clothes. Because the father is saying, what do you have to offer my daughter that she already has? Now, hardly any of us in pro- probably didn't do I didn't do that. I never thought of that. That's when I got married. Married my high school sweetheart. Eventually, I had a house, but I should have had a house right away doesn't need to be great but two two bedroom nice little home have a nice job have a nice car you know train your children up that way help them get that nice house and then let them pay for it don't 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 sign the mortgage and so have to have something to do number two you need man needs somebody to love and I'm not talking about friendship love I mean agape love and that's only one person and for a man that's that's a woman and for a woman, that's a man. He was to love his wife. He was to honor his wife. That wife was not a rug to walk on, not a slave to be over. It was a helpmeet, hundred, a hundred, it's not 50, 50. It's a hundred, a hundred. Now she knows everything, but she will act like she doesn't, and so she expects you to tell her. She already knows. Oh, she said, oh, I, I wish I'd have thought of that. She does that too. Yeah, our women do that. They lift us up. We need to lift our wives up. See? He was to love her. He was to honor her. He was to cherish her. He was to protect her. He was to lift her up. And they both possess equally all those spiritual attributes, attributes not shared by animals. Again, I am an animal Lover, I had some dogs and they were smart. I have cats. You know, we won't go there. And so when Eve came on the scene, Adam said, You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And he jumped. Well, he jumped before, but not that high. And he ran. And he, he ran before, but not like that. Watch me, watch me. <laughs> Women do that to us, and God gave him the perfect woman. He could run fast, but he ran faster when she came And Finally, he was given the gift of a wife to love. And then man needs someone to believe in, and that's Jesus Christ. Man not only believes in him, but he must trust him. Many times we are told... Say this prayer, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. So what are you trusting? Are you trusting the prayer or are you trusting Jesus? A lot of us are just trusting the prayer. We come and we get baptized and that's the last you see of them. Am I right, Brother Shot? There are some that are real sincere, but they believe in a prayer. But we need someone to believe in and trust. And of course, as husband and wives, we need to be each other's best friends. And that's another important thing, young people. Be sure that he, she, your future wife, your future husband, that you are best friends. That you can sit down and just talk about everything. And just talk and chit, 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 you know. And just be good, good friends. Because she's going to be your best friend. He's going to be your best friend. And so you have to be friends. For Adam and Eve and for us, it's Jesus Christ. It's critical because your wife is your helpmeet. men. You must include her in all that you do. All, all decisions. Get her view of it. You don't have a complete view. Of what you're about to enter into. But she does. Get her advice. She is your protector. Must rely on her instincts. Women have an instinct that we don't have. And when they walk upon the to a scene. They know what's going to happen. Especially if you're in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. She has an instinct listen to it she is your sounding board let's see how does this how does this sound uh, i think you might want to change that word you know like we miss we misspell school it's s c h o o l well school is spelled s c h o o l we take we put the we put the uh, the second O in the first place, and we put the first place in the second O. So we just change them around. We didn't know that, but she does. You take see we're, we got the first O over here, that's the second O. We have moved it, and we didn't know it. she does. So we just put it over there. See? Simple. Without her, we would have no heirs. She's the holy Spirit of the home. She's the home maker. She's your best friend. And then, last of all, we need something to hope for. Do not be satisfied with the status quo. Keep moving upward, moving upward. I got this outline from, I think his name was Fred Lutz or Frank Lutz. He was the coach of Notre Dame back in a few years. He gives speeches, and this is from him. But uh, he said, he brought the team, the Notre Dame team to greatness. They won everything that they could win. Every trophy that you could win, they won it. And then he said, we leveled off. We just stopped growing. You can't do that. You gotta keep growing. If you will think for a moment, men, women, young people, You know 250 people. You may not know their name, but you see them at the grocery store. You see them at the filling station. You see them walking around school. Give them a track. Invite them to this church. I see a picture out there. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people here this morning, but not as many as there were back there. (laughs) Bring People to church. If you can't, one-on-one, one-on-one. We used to have these big revivals and, and in mass. I mean, hundreds of people would go. You don't do that anymore. You can't do that anymore. We can have revival. But a revival is an individual thing. I need to be revived. And when I am revived, I will witness to at least 250 people. <laughs> Now, you add that by, you multiply that by all the people that's in here, and you're going to have to build another building. It's got to go up. Balconies. So, men, lead your family. Be strong. Be kind. Be sweet like me. Be humble like me. All these things. (laughs) Pastor, I'll let you give the invitation. I don't know, even know what to ask for here. So, If God has spoken to your heart and you need to use this altar, maybe you're not the husband or the, even the wife that you should be. Young ladies, you've already got your eye on a man. Make sure he's a man. He's not a jerk. Because the Father will do something with that young man that you may not want to know. He'll either make him or break him. You touch one of my daughters, you're dead meat. Am I, am I right, guys? <laughs> you better not. A dear friend of mine, when he was dating this man's daughter in Missouri, he said, Arlo, there's a 12-gauge shotgun over in that corner, and it's loaded. If you do anything to hurt my daughter, I will shoot you. He said, after that, there was no problem. And he married her. And eventually his father and mother-in-law came to live with him. So it was all right.